What's going on? Not much trying to stay on task. Sometimes that's tough. Well, I... Let me ask you a question. Do you run late? No, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine, so I like to think that I'm rarely late. There were some some times... Sometimes I get in the groove of being a few minutes late, like at work, for like, I don't know, a week or two, or maybe even longer, and it's kind of... That becomes normal, but no, I... Short answer is no. I don't like being late. I'm usually early. My 46-year-old observation of this is there are two types of people. Now, there's subtypes under this, but two big, you got to turn left or turn right here. And that is either you are appalled at being late and you will not be late. And that's Ding. 30% of the population, in my opinion, maybe a little bit less. And then there's the remainder, which does not mean that they enjoy being late, but they are late. Some of them may hate the fact they're late, even though they are themselves getting in their own way. Some of them may not mind whatsoever that they're late. They're kind of in the middle. And then there's another part of this tier that is more they're being late for a control issue. And then there's a actually a fourth sub-tier of one of those, which would be they don't enjoy it at all. And they really don't understand their self as to why they are late. Now, you can branch that off to just mind melt this into a million pieces. I've read a handful of articles just because I wanted to talk to you and get your thoughts on it. There are many reasons as to why people are late. I'm not going to necessarily get into the left-hand turn of this beginning conversation because I think either you are or are not passionately driven to either fear or desire to just never be late. And and those people just are who they are. I would not put you in that category only because of what you just said. It, just in my tearing, I'm not saying you are a late person, but these people have never have trends, never, ever, ever have situations they're late. I have some family member friends that that's just what they are. And then there's everybody else, which you may not necessarily mean you're late, but you have different control over it and different issues that either allow you to be late or control your inability to access time don't want to go down a strange tangent for too long about it but there also it can like anything depend on the situation like let's say i'm meeting my parents and they live out of town for those who don't know um several several hours away and we say yeah we'll be there about 1 30 ish well we might get there at one it might be three o'clock if it doesn't matter then i'm not you know I'm not going to say we have to be there at 1.30. We said we're going to be there at 1.30. We have to be there at 1.30. Now, the other side is if I say I'm going to be there at 1.30, then I want to be there at 1.30. Now, I'll give myself 1.45 if it's something like, you know, just meeting the parents. We're like, we're not, and we don't have anything planned. That's just when we're meeting them at the house or wherever. But like if it's if you have to be at a wedding or work or a dentist appointment or whatever, <laughs> and your appointment is <clears throat> ten o'clock, and they say be there at nine forty-five, I'm usually there about nine thirty, nine forty-ish. Now I'm not always super early to work for other reasons, but like if I scheduled to be at work at eight, I'd probably be there in the parking lot seven fifty-ish, seven fifty-five, and try to walk in. Usually I'm not one of those people that sits in the parking lots and comes on in. Like if I'm there at work, I just go on in. But I don't sit around like some people I know and sit in their car until eight o'clock and then come in and, you know, they're there. They walk through the door and get started at 801 like every day, which 
I'm not saying that's bad. It's better than 815. Just if I'm there, I, uh, I come on in. Now, I'm not talking about like, uh, our female coworkers who get there early and like, um, put on their makeup or whatnot in the car. Some some of them even eat breakfast, you know, like at eight or whatever. Um, but if it's like afternoon, I just don't get it. Why are you sitting in the car for 30 minutes? Just don't get here or come on in. But anyway, that's the short answer. The long. I, answer. I wish I had a better way to have illustrated my beginning points because it just keeps fanning out to be more and more variables. But as I read multiple psychologists, therapists, and or you know, time organizers, whoever were writing articles, books, and things, they all had different variations of these different groups, and there was different explanations as to why the tardiness happened. In a generalized way, to kind of condense all that, it seemed to be. There were people who had absolutely no idea of what was going on. Like they knew they had an appointment. They knew they had to be at work, whatever. I don't mean that. But they have like a terrible sense of time. They kind of called them in one article and it led over to another about like being the absent minded professor. Sometimes they might even forget appointments. They're probably never going to forget work, but they might forget appointments and things like that. Uh, those people, I would say, have no malicious intent and they are just by nature. We all know these folks that are. And it doesn't have a respect to do with intellect because one of the more intelligent people I know is like this. That's just kind of aloof um, and they will stay longer than they should at certain places, even though they know they have other yeah. places to go. But because I think they forget they have another place to go and they're usually not pinpoint right on the time to your designed meeting or home or whatever. And there's always a fudge room with this person because that's just how their brain works. and. I don't know anyone like that. I don't, or I don't agree that's how they are. Or, I mean, you know, I don't know that I've ever met anyone. Really? Like that. I can only base it on people I know and who I have met. Uh, I don't know a lot of people like that because I think there's so many different reasons why somebody's late. I think a large number of people are in control and choose to be when they are. Like uh, work, for example. I think. There's a certain population, and I don't mean like a certain type of people. I mean, at everybody's workplace, there's a certain percentage of those people that because they feel disrespected or looked down upon either at their work or in life, that their way of controlling that is actually with being late because that is sort of a power move, even though that puts them in the position that they don't want to be in. This is like some inter turmoil thing and i read a couple articles one where a therapist was talking about his exact client had that problem chronically late had a power issue with the boss but still could not reconcile reconcile that that it was it was like their only like it was a problem for them because too much of that would lead to terrible situations with the boss which they already had a weird relationship with but it was like their little tit for tat thing and i think that's a certain number of people i work around at times or have at least in history not necessarily currently and then there are people i think and i i I, my wife i love her to death she does more on this planet than i do for sure but i think she is in the category they call that don't accurately know how long it takes to fill in the blank yeah, or to do something, right. or to travel from their home to their work, or home to this kid's school, or home to their church, or whatever. That they're they severely yes, they're like at one point in time, it might have taken them twenty five minutes to get ready. 
some point in history. And for whatever reason, that gets remembered. But really, it's like 37 minutes. And so they're always going to be late because in some of the articles of the challenges and how to decide who you are and how to fix your problem, it talked about, you know, look at what you're doing in results. Like, are you always consistently late? And those people versus the random people kind of got treated a different way. And they're like, okay. And then it went into all the different tiers. Like you might be the one who can't measure time. And if that's the case, there's all these different ways. Or you might be this, you might be that. The random ones kind of just fell into that's a personality trait. You need to recognize that within yourself. But there's a lot of ways that you kind of got to explore this because that's, if you can't always be aware of time, their only solution from all these was seem to be like technological ones. Whereas you need to learn to obey your reminders and use them often. And kind of live around your right. device because now we're in a, the day and time of technology where technology can be a fantastic tool. I'm not going to get into this whole we're addicted to technology and all that because I I'm value the tools of it far more than some of the downsides, maybe because I don't succumb to too much of the social dopamine world. But I, I think people choose to be late. Like, and I say what I mean is they don't want to be late. But they don't think that the consequences aren't high enough for them to ever change their ways. Like, I know two types of people who are late. The the people who are just late all the time and don't necessarily want to be late, um, whether it's to work. And then there's a the kind that are late to everything. Like, the people who are late, in my experience, in my work experience, there's two types of them. They're the ones that are late, but they're consistently there five after they're supposed to right. be, ten after they're supposed to be, all the time. And then there's people... Like a couple of relatives of mine who are usually an hour or two late. Like, wow. Like the the opposite example is if my parents are coming up to our place instead of us going down to them. If they say they'll be here at noon, my wife and I know it'll be about three o'clock. That's funny. So it's just and and it's the same. It's always been the same. When I was growing up, like if I didn't absolutely <clears throat> ride them to get me to band rehearsal or the football game, like ride them and ride them the whole week, letting them know I need you to take me at this time. I'd have to be there by this time. I would be late because, you know, I'm relying on them. And that's they were always the ones coming in, you know, three minutes into a performance or, you know, barely enough time to sit down before it started. And never were they early about anything. And I know they had the ability to be. I don't know how they aren't late to work. I guess they Now, in this scenario, time. this could not be a spiteful related thing. I don't think. I can't see them being spiteful to you as their child. You know what I mean? Like, this is one no, of those other kind of tears just, where, do you think they just no, couldn't they're not, juggle time? There's no, there's no, no, I just think they don't care. I think that wow. there's no penalty, so they're going to do what they want. So there is a lack I, of recognition like, as to how that affects you. Yeah, and everyone else on earth. Like <laughs> that's how that's how the, that's how you, it is. And you mean like, by, you know, by the true definition of ignorance, right? You don't necessarily mean because there's no yeah. deceit in is what you're saying, right? There's no malice planned or anything like that. It's an ignorance. No, they just they just yeah, well, you know, we'll get there and then then they're in a big tizzy when they realize they're running late, you know, hurry, let's go, let's go. It's like, no, you just need to get up, get ready, and go. Like there's none of this. You know, I, I think the people at work just hit their snooze button too many times. It's like, no, you you need to be at work when you're supposed to be at work. None of this texting and saying, I'm going to be it there. talked about that very thing work. in the article that don't do that. That or, doesn't buy like, you any grace. You're still late. Yeah. like and, Or yeah. Or like so and so happened or I got a flat tire, mm-hmm. again, you know, and it's like, no, just just get to work. Just be there. Like, there's, you know, I mean, I'm late from time to time, but it usually is because of issues. It's not like I said 
except when I got in a rut for a little while. I've, you know, I rarely do that, but I do get in a rut where I'm there at the same time every day. But it was, you know, just one after or so, which is on time compared to a lot of my colleagues. Um, but the whole, like, when it's noticeable that you're late, it's just just be there on time. I, I just feel, I think that you can have all these little groups and all these little studies and we can read about it and maybe some of it is a disease or it's, I just think it's people don't care. I think they... There's no punishment for them. It doesn't really negatively affect them. They don't realize how much people hate them for being late. And therefore, they don't think it's that much of a negative in their life. And they have other things to focus on. And that's why they're late. I will tell you. What about you? Are you a late person or how does that work? I am not. the the, Like you and I, first off, had different, you know, this and that absolute definition groups. I'm not in the group of what I call absolutely no way I'm always going to be on time. I'm not that because, and I'll get into the why that is in just a second. I am more of the, I like to come in a couple minutes before it's time to go. Um, There have been reasons about time and place, and maybe some of that came into power. Some of that comes into, if you happen to have like a salary job, whether this is right or wrong, this comes into the factor called the equation of life and that are how things work out. And and I was even encouraged to do this or that by superiors. So this is not like, I, I am not doing this for a vengeful thing. It's just more of a, this is how you have to balance your own time versus pay kind of thing. So mm-hmm. the idea of you, you had to stay late because of coworkers or other situations. Well, the old ways and the, the earlier days of my career of showing up and starting work 15 minutes before the hour I was supposed to, I couldn't live with myself doing both those things. So I'm like, okay, what we'll do is everything's getting shifted to the back end. Then I'll just come in more kind of top of the hour kind of thing. And I would not do the things that I know you and I have discussed. I'm not, you know, I have to set some things down, but after that I am logged in as they say, and ready to go ready to push the other people out because that's what I want them doing to me. Yep. I'm the same way. Like we're talking, I'm talking, you know, there's generalities. Like if I tell you, I'm going to meet you for lunch at noon, we're going to meet there at noon or 1158. I will make sure that I am there by that time where you're not waiting on me. Now, if it's work and I get there a little early, I will go in just because I have so much to do. Um, but I'm like you, like, you know, you're salaried, you get paid to be there these certain hours. And, and you know, a lot of that goes along with career field and whatever. There are these expectations where you're, it's against the rules or even law in some cases to work off the right. clock. But yet somehow it's Acceptable. starting to get expected. <laughs> yeah. Like even expected. Like, it's like, no, you need to quit doing this. Like I have a, a friend of mine who just straight up went in and did some stuff on his vacation this past week. Um, stuff that he's required, like they're required to do and they're getting onto him for doing it. I'm like, man, you're, you're making double enemies here first. Yeah. You might be making your immediate idiot, um, middle management boss happy that those numbers are what they are. But one, you're working off the clock, which is illegal and against policy. I'm and sure. opening yourself up to and, issues. You know, <clears throat> yes. And you're, going to hack off everybody else who doesn't do that because they're not supposed to do it and they enjoy the getting paid when they're working and you know well how was this store able to to do this much of whatever x goal is well it's because they went in for three hours when they weren't supposed mm. to be there and, and it makes every it makes the expectations for everyone else well if they can do it y'all can do it it's like no they're cheating it's they're they're working off the clock which you're not you, you're you should not ever do and i get 
in some fields, it's like, well, it's the only way you can make it. Like, you know, and some jobs are jobs like in our industry, we're hourly when it's convenient and we're salaried when it's convenient. Whatever's convenient. I know a lot of industries are that way. Now, if you're just straight up salary and you're expected to get this much work done, that's different. Like, I know plenty of people I work with who just have certain things they're supposed to get done. Like, you you need to get this done. You work on this. And if you're not there or if you get all your tasks done in three hours, you know, that day they are goof off on the computer for five more hours. I know a lot of people who do that. But then there are also days where they need 20 right. hours to get their stuff done. So they're working and working and working. So that kind of gives and take. But when you're in an hourly position or a, a quote, I call it a faux salary position where you're really hourly, you know, but it's really sourly, um, salary. That's Sour, it. That's the new one. Sourly. <laughs> um, then I understand there, there's those things to think about, but I think we're just mostly talking about people who are habitually late to everything. Like whether it's, work or maybe they're not late like to meet up at the bar for some drinks but you know stuff like that when it's just a general time i don't get upset but then again if you say hey let's meet around one o'clock you know let's meet up around eleven thirty tonight at so-and-so bar we'll have some drinks talk listen to some live music if they're not there by 12 or twelve thirty, i am a little irritated so like, well, you said about eleven thirty, so you're going on an hour here right like i know it's leisurely but in that case maybe if you text and say hey we're doing this instead um, or, you know, you get to know the people, too. The people that say they'll be there at 1130, so you know not to show up till one in the morning. Um, but when it's a scheduled thing, like an appointment or work, I just feel like people need to grow up a little bit and be there on time. I, get, I just think it's the lack of caring and the lack of um, any type of uh, punishment or negative thing that happens to them for not being there on time. Not, I really think that's the the basis of all of it. What does your article say about that? They try to make it more of a, no, 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 which I, I, I don't know if this is where you're going, but I know you might be avoiding that. Not you avoiding it, but you wouldn't want to hear that because that almost seems like to give a pass to things when things get that. I it never had took that approach that this was all just more of like how we live. And it never got to that depth of it, but it, it would just, basically breaking down the mechanics as to how people end up be that way. And outside of the aloof, absent-minded professor, everybody else it had to do with the missteps in their mechanics and or inability to um, con- the, their concept of time would, was just not appropriate. Now there, there was this one part of the article, one article, and I had came to this conclusion a year and a half or two years ago within myself doing my own study. And I found it so odd and what made it ring even more true is when i start reading where other people have actually have that conclusion not of themselves but like in psychological essays and things and that is there are people who do not want to be early and that yeah, is why they're late I get that. that is me and i would have never guessed this had it not been this one day i think it was appointment to get my hair cut it was something that involved a time particular thing and it wasn't like a friend saying it wasn't work. And I remember being so frustrated, not at the hair people. She's fantastic. It has nothing to do with that. But it was more of like me in space and time. And I, then it clicked in my head and I'm like, Oh my goodness. 
This is exactly why I have always been the way I have been. Now, what I would do with like work or school is I let things, I, I have weight to things. I don't think everybody on this whole spectrum we're talking about has the ability to have weight. For one, the people that are never late, they don't have weight to anything. That is basically, in my opinion, an, kind of an OCD factor of just who they are. It has nothing to do, do with weight because dentist, friend, going to church, going to work, uh, around about one o'clock, they're never, ever, ever because they hate to be late. That is just one of their passions. And I learned I'm just the opposite because I was so frustrated that day with like, this is such a waste of time. This is why I do why I do. And that is I like for it all to work out that I'm not in a rush to get somewhere and I get somewhere not right on time. You know, the work thing is a separate scenario, but I like to get everywhere with just a little bit of fuzz just to, all right, park, breathe, walk in, you know, walk in and say it's a haircut place. I like to walk in and sit down with like three or four minutes before my appointment. 10 or 15, right. that's, a, that's a failure on my part because I could have been doing anything else. Now, the workaround for these guys and some of these people's opinions were have something that you can either do fun or creative or something to alleviate that sort of feeling. Now, this was, like I said, a couple of years ago. So I had total technology on my side. I could have watched something, listened to something, typed whatever on a phone or whatever. But I'm glad that it happened because it enabled me to understand more of me. And that was, huh. I overrode that sensation in me. When, like I said, when it comes to like school and work and these kind of things that I feel like, oh, there's huge consequences. Don't worry. Your feelings are aside. This is how you got to do things. But outside of those things, my natural inclination is I don't ever want to be way early to something because it just feels so negative to me. Just like a person the other way around on the I'll never be late guy, which I just find that weird. God found it if i'm there early it feels good it's like well i'm here i'm not stressing to get here on time now i don't i it also also stems from do unto others as you'd have done unto you i don't like it when people are late and i also don't want to get there inconveniently early like if somebody's trying to get ready for a football party i'm not going to show up before they're ready for guests you know i'm not going to do something like that Although I don't mind it when people show up early to, to my things, but that can be a problem. <clears throat> like I don't, I'm petrified that I'm going to be late and it's going to inconvenience the people that are trying to, because everything, you know, works like, like gears on a sprocket or whatever. Like if you're late, then it's going to affect the next patient, um, whether, you know, a dentist office or whatever, or your hair appointment, it's going to push them back if they wait for you, then the next person and then on and on and on it goes. And on down the line, it's going to be, you know, and everybody, it just keeps compounding like a snowball. So I I don't want to be the person to cause that problem. So I always want to get there knowing that I did my part to keep the, the gears moving and keep the machine going. I wasn't, you know, part of the problem. I'm at least part of the solution. So that's why I like to be there on time and not late. Now I get, you feel like you wasted time if you get there too early. But when I have an appointment or I'm supposed to be somewhere, it kind of... I don't know if it's a, a mental thing with me, but it kind of rides me all day long. Like, I don't like to have late day appointments. I like everything to be as early as they can schedule it. Because if I have something scheduled at three o'clock, like an eye doctor appointment, we'll say to get contacts all day, I will fret to do something else. I won't want to do something else because I know I have to be at that appointment at three o'clock. 
So maybe that's part of it. I don't know. But so I always try to schedule things in the morning. Now, if I'm meeting a friend later in the afternoon, that's a little different. Like it's not going to screw everybody's world over if if I don't meet him for pizza at three o'clock, like we said we would. If it's three fifteen or three twenty, who cares? Which you know I know we understand those situations or whatever. But that's a little insight into my psyche is I don't like to have to do other things. Even on like days I work, I don't like to do anything before I go into work. I just I just don't. I don't like to do stuff before I go into work. I don't know if it ties into that or or what, because I'll always be thinking I got to be at work. I got to be at work at this time. I have to be at work at this time. I don't don't want to go do anything. Well, if it's after work, then, yeah, that's fine. I can schedule stuff. I don't mind it at all. But I don't know if I when I know I have an appointment or something to do later in the day, that's critical. And I'm not talking about just a social thing. I don't like to do other things before, so maybe that's why I don't mind getting there early to the to get that thing done. I have found that I've changed and, and the things that the pigeonholes of where we place people in life, there's two things that I would want somebody listening to me to remember. One, you are always going to be who you are and you can I don't know that you can go from being not like the first group of people that are obsessed about being early to actually being one of those. I don't know that that's possible because I, I, my belief is that is some sort of born in slightly OCD thing. But I think you can vanquish these kind of things oh, and the other way around. Like I would have been way, way more like you about the appointment time, say whatever, you know, Dr. Dennis, whatever it is you're talking about. In 16 and a half years of our profession and time is such a tie into it. And everybody feels like to me that they're yanking on me going now, 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 when, when, when I have got to this. I don't know. Maybe this is me sort of serving something out to the world. I'm not saying or about to say that I'm going to show up to these things late, but I have zero incentive to be at any medical based appointment any time before now if they say like it's your first time and you get 20 minutes i'm not talking about that i know you never get sent back there on time you're always waiting an extra 30 minutes so i I get that exactly if there was not an entire (laughs) abuse of time then i'd be like all right we're all on the same page but medical appointment you think they do that i think they no i think the consequences of the people that you don't want to be are one of the reasons i think the staff overbooking the place because often the quote professional is not involved in everything that's just impossible because you need you need staff to do things and I don't know that staff knowing the optimization of the whatever profession that is. I don't know that those two coexist, meaning I don't know if they realize this doctor does not. Let's say example. This doctor does not need to see more than 27 people in a day. It's just not possible because we're all going to be late going home if we do that. Or maybe their compassionate heart says, oh, man, all these people got the flu. I don't know what their motive into making it happen. But I think, however, overbooking happens a lot. And yeah. not sticking to, like, let's say, uh, I know my dentist, they have like this thing, because you can see it on the screen, they have these blocks, and they can tell you if it's a filling, it's this, if it's this or that, you know, they have all these blocks of time, and... Right. It's it's very organized with that. I, don't, I mean, there may be that in the other part of the medical industry. I don't know that that's the case. And I think it would be also hard to gauge like in a family practice. Like, how do you know what's going to be a quick in and out fluke diagnosis and what's going to be something that leads into like, oh, my gosh, Mrs. So-and-so has MS. You know what I mean? Like each visit yeah. with the professional is going to have some 
pretty good amount of variance. And if you get someone who's hard of hearing or hard to talk to because of a language, but you know, any reason that could slow down the transmission of information back and forth, that's going to increase that window. With all that being said, I just, I'm not saying I do it. I don't do it because I have many medical friends. I don't do it to be spiteful, but I absolutely will not have any guilt associated with anything to do with that whatsoever because I have never ever been dealt with on the roundabout even 15 minute rule of how that works there's an episode of curb your enthusiasm i wish i could tell everybody what episode it was but it's in season one where larry shows up at an appointment and he shows up at nearly the exact same time as another girl but he lets her on the elevator he opens the door for her to the office and she gets seen first despite his appointment is ahead of hers And he loses it and goes on a monologue in the waiting room. And then when he finally gets seen and the doctor actually is a friend of his, he gets into this whole thing about your policy and this, that, and the other later in the episode. He he has an appointment. Same time this other lady does again. He is racing through the building to not go through that again. She still gets seen. He's like, how is this possible? Her appointment time was ahead of his. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, they, and he was going off and, and they're like, well, actually, due to your last visit and complaint, we've looked at our policy and changed it. And now we go by the appointment time, not by the time that you stand up here in front of us. It, it's it's an awesome <laughs> show that I would recommend to anybody. But yeah, that, that was just a beautiful episode because of how that's like no matter which way you go, it seems like you're losing with those kind of time appointment situations. It's like as soon as you treat it Let that me, way, uh, the rules change. Yep. Let me ask you this. So, and I, you know, I didn't mean for this to become a, a gripe fest or a, you didn't even know you were going to hit a Well, I think it's a nerf for everybody. That's why I want to talk about it because I think it's a very important but issue. Let me just let you, don't say anything. Just think about it. Pick three people or couples or three whatevers that are, you know, are habitually late. Just think of them, maybe a coworker, maybe a church friend, maybe a relative, whatever. You're three people. I'm thinking of my three. Any of them, do you think, man, they've really got their life together? My answer is, hell no. Every person I know that is habitually late to everything, I'm always irritated at their lack of efficiency at just life in general. Like They need a life coach. Maybe I should be a life coach. I don't know, but I think that's just part. I think they're late because that's part of them. It's like I got sucked down the rabbit hole. I can't remember what I was even doing. Oh, I was watching some stuff on YouTube trying to figure um, out where my truck's leaking. Um, And I went down the rabbit hole of watching people, um, these guys who detail cars and then make YouTube channels about it. Right. I couldn't believe how fascinating I would just sit there and satisfying to watch them clean a car. <laughs> but these people come in with these nasty vehicles. Like, and I know have friends who have dirty cars constantly. And I just don't. Uh, how can you let your car get? This is something you drive around in and people see you in and like they might see the inside of. How can you let it get that nasty? Like, full of fast food bags and chewed up gum and pet hair. And I don't mean just a dirty car because you have kids or some Cheerios in between the seat. And I'm sure there's some juice stains and stuff. I'm not talking about that. That's I get it. Some of these cars, though, ugh, like it's disgusting. Like I wouldn't even touch the seatbelt um, where they, they plug their seatbelt into because it's got black crap from their like I don't know if it's from 
lotion or the guys are mechanic. I don't know why the car's so dirty, but those kind of people, I have trouble believing that they're at places on time. I think it's just a general thing with you just don't have it together in general. And that and being late is just another sign of your lack of being an adult or being responsible. No, Sorry, no, no, no. You I'm now you want to make stew on all that? Yeah. So, what do you those people that you're thinking of? Do any of them? Do you think, man, they've really got it together? Do you have any people who are habitually late that you think really have it in, together? Because I don't know any people like that. I'm not saying they don't exist, but I don't know anyone like that. To, to be the pedantic scientist here, I would have to say we really need to define life together and what that looks like. <sighs> Come on, you know what I mean. Like, they are they prepared for retirement? Do they have a house? Do they have a nice house? But I don't don't mean expensive house. I mean, do they keep their house in some remote fashion, even if it's not like a pristine fashion? I just have it together in general for life. I mean, everybody knows what that means. Just are they constantly have excuses for why this or that is bad? Oh, no, no, no. So there's the one exception. I'm going to call this person the exception because this person is the aloof. And they are always this way. They're always a little bit late. Their their car is not going to be impeccable. You're not going to be impressed by it whatsoever. But I think their life as a total. Now, if you give those two things a lot of weight, I think that's a problem. That's why I wanted to get into your how, how are you grading their life. But they are a professional, meaning they had to get through professional school. Not only that, they are esteemed highly in their profession by their peers and subjects. Okay. Um, I would think many people would speak highly, highly of this particular person. Now, if you got into the subject of how is their car and what does the clock look like, you will get a chuckle from everybody who knows them, possibly, if that's something that means anything to even those people. Because I I get what you're going at, and I think in the majority, whatever we want to put a number on that, that your trend is probably going to follow with some amount of variance. I don't think it's a rock-solid conversion factor. I don't either, but they're all, they're all, these are all signs and symptoms of whether this person just. Sure. I mean, if you don't have your, everything in your life together, who's to say you're going to have your clock together, right? But I I think you could be a late person and have your entire life together. For example, let's put me on the cutting board. Do you think I have my life together? Would you, would you see me as one of these people? It's just, you, you need to shape it up a little bit. Nah, probably not. And, no. and again, I think I'm into that little group that's probably five to ten, some extreme case where I have just really poorly budgeted a situation or usually I, I like routine to try to prevent all of these issues we're talking about. We'll get into your successes and I, I would be willing to bet routine as part of even talking about a routine of being late. And I like to get up about the same time do about the same thing as far as my first meal of the day do the same you know all that stuff to be about the same that way it just feels like muscle memory you know it's just clicking because anytime this is this is the thing that i know for me is definitely need to be routine is if i have got up early for whatever reason because of life situation couldn't sleep anymore or i needed to do something else earlier that day whatever that day, there is a higher preponderance that I am going to be late. And by that, I mean in that 15 at most, at most. And it's really shades way more to the five, but I'm just giving you the possible window. And that's because now I've kind of 
I feel like I feel lost. It, like if I'm like, let's say I have showered, brushed my teeth, clothed, and all that for work, or whatever those equivalents are, way ahead of schedule. It's like I lose the ability to tell time. Does that make any sense? I, I don't. I, I mean, I'm telling you a very real phenomenon, and I don't think you think I'm necessarily one of these nutwads. That's why I'm sharing all this information. Is there could be reasons that people are late. These are no excuses nor a disease, but I just. My ultimate goal in life, aside from this thing, is I want to know how things work. Good, bad, indifferent. Even things that perplex me, things that I don't agree with, political things that I may be absolutely opposed to actually intrigue me more than, you know. So getting into that, that is, I don't know. This is why I've looked really deeply into that and I have jumped way away from just a cursory view of you either late or you're not late you can control this there's no excuses you have them but that's just what they are i don't think a lot of people can help it not meaning that they get a free pass for life at all but because they don't even realize what it what it is that's well, making them late because it's different for a lot of well, people once they're well that's true and all that is true but i once you are told you're late and you need to shape up and not be late <laughs> then that's your, okay, you have been informed that you need to... Now, we can get into this idea. I think there are people in this world, this life, this existence, whatever, that want to look at themselves, want to better themselves, want to advance any version you want to plug into this. And then there are those who do not. Late, not late, all fit under both of these, I think. But if you have a person who's late... Who fits into that, I think they will at least study this and find out, you know what? It really does take me more than 12 minutes to go from feet on the floor to the first cup of coffee. I need to look at that clock a little bit better. But the problem in mine, your, and everybody's life, why you haven't done everything that you have set out to do, because you may not be late for work, but I bet you have not done everything you wanted to do by this age of your life. And I don't mean impossible dreams. But maybe even a checklist for the day, which this kind of crosses over lateness, in my opinion, is we either don't prioritize properly or don't budget properly. Or thirdly, we don't have enough information to be able to do either of those two. I just feel like getting somewhere on time, lateness, punctuality, all of that is, if not a foundation or a beginning, it's a microcosm or a micro example of the rest of the person's life. In a lot of cases, I fail to believe somebody who is habitually late to work, even worse, meeting friends in a casual thing, um, like a drink, to have drinks or to meet at a shooting range or not a good combo. Uh, can't get anyway. to church before the before the <laughs> right before the pews are full. I refuse to believe they have the proper amount of money set aside in their 401k for retirement at whatever age they are. Or they, I refuse to believe that they're not drowning in credit card debt. Or, you know, if you want to throw financial stuff in there, that's just an example. Or are they all they can be? I bet they're they're not healthy. I don't think, I think that is the first. Now, there are exceptions, and I hate this game. Oh, there's only this blee, 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 so and so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not talking about the exceptions making the rules. In general, to me, whether you are punctual or not shows how much you care and how much you have, in general, your life together. And maybe I put too much emphasis on it, but I've yet to be proven I guess otherwise. Like, I haven't yet to meet anybody. That's the head-scratcher for me. Unreliably, unreliable and late so often, and yet I'm, like, real impressed with how good of a parent they've been and how they have their kids prepared for school and how, you know, they... they 
they do their job so well and they're they're they they get to you know their clients on time and out and then done and, and are, everybody I know who is late always has 50 million projects due at the same time that they have not worked on in the last three months or in school they were the ones who were racing to get their FAFSAs done the day before it was due um, which is the what you apply for student loans and grants and stuff with um or you know they they're turning in their dorm notices the day before now they don't have a dorm form so they're going to go have to live with somebody they don't know it's, it's always something they're not they're just not getting their stuff done they're, they're racing to get their assignment done write the paper they're, they get to the computer lab at seven o'clock in the morning and the papers due at nine in the morning back before we had computers at our houses that should show you how old i am stuff like that and i don't mean just every now and then i've done all of that a little bit but consistently, it's always the same thing. They're also the person that sh- that that you, they say they're going to be at your house at two. It might be six o'clock that night before they're there. It's just, I think it's a, I just think it's it's a it's a it's a litmus test of either their life in general or an example of how much they care about actually meeting you or meeting them or being somewhere on time. They either don't care about it or just in general, they their life's a mess is what I have in my short time on this earth have experienced with most people. How many people do you think now we can say why their life's a mess? I don't know. You know, all these other things tie into each other. Sure. Sure. But I, you can't say that it's not, it's not accurate to use this to judge that because for the most part it has been, you can say, Oh, you're stereotyping or whatever. Well, maybe so, but I mean, prove me wrong. I've, like I said, I don't know anybody who, uh, is is a brain surgeon and, and and drives a car full of McDonald's bags and is two hours late to their dentist appointment. So, how many? If you, you're looking at all the populace, we'll, we'll call North America because whole another world, another countries, another cultures don't even apply to this because there's parts of the world in some of this reading. I'll get back to my point in a minute. That were ish is how they all do time. I don't remember some European countries where everything is one thirty ish. That that is that is not. Oh, yeah. There is. I think Spain there is no. Way. You're late. This is so bad. To the flip of that, they were talking in this particular article that in Japan, if the meeting started at twelve o'clock, at twelve o one, you're late because that thing's already ongoing. And right. and just as an example, that these aren't absolute human things because culture dictates a whole lot of things, and I just want to include that just to, you know. Sp- paint the wall with things and one guy's article uh, the writer of it said well and if you can't change your location to another nation then maybe you should look at and he had all these different challenges as to one to decide which of all these late subtypes you are then he offered all these different solutions as to help you get better at that depending on which one of one of these things you are so my question for you is out of all the populace of north america or at least where we're at how many people are part of the on time group versus the other. Uh, so in other words, I'm making you make a dividing line in the pie graph. I think the majority uh, is late. To, Do you agree? Probably. I hate to be the pessimist, but that's what I was going to say. I'm disappointed in people. Well, I said 30%. All. So do you think so. 30 on time, 30% are more or less on time? Probably around 30 to 40. So 60 to 70% of the people around us are, are a mess. Their life's a mess and they're not who they could be. Yep. Maybe even higher. That does feel a little pessimistic. 
It is, but uh, just because that's just because one thing's true doesn't mean another is. That's true. I mean, and then the same vein, and I would love to recap this conversation with you two years from now, if we find a way to remember that. And just because I would have been lock, stock, and barrel with you, no matter how I fell in that agreement, I don't find that to be this. I, I think I wish I love analogies, and I wish I had a good one to toss at you right now, but I don't think. That I think this is a corollary causation thing. I think you might find things that correlate, like a person who's never on time and all these other things, and then hence their life's a mess is true part of the time. But I don't necessarily know that all those things are overlapped and interlaid together. For example, I think a single person, or maybe even when they're married, could be this side or the other, and they had no idea what it was going to take to raise a family with three children, and now they aren't that person anymore. Or the other way around, where people kind of scooted by on the seat of their pants, and now they have totally... I, I went to school with a colleague of mine who was never on time to school. He was late to so many different things, and we spoke uh, all in and off a handful of times in the 16 years of being out of professional school, and that's just not part of his being anymore. Teeth. Teeth are involved. There, were, there wasn't real teeth in school. Now, I don't know that that's the same for everybody, which was going to lead me to my second question to ask you about, let's just say work colleagues, and you're talking 60 to 70% of them are always going to be late. Either you're telling me there's not enough teeth at your job, or another way of saying that, if you all did an experiment for 30, 60, 90 days or this whole calendar year of like, you have no leeway, there will be write-ups, and then there's like an agreed fudge, because there's a difference between being tardy late whatever i mean there are variances of this but everybody just agreed what that is is what i'm saying not there's that way nobody's on mixed terms do you think it would change the attendance yeah so you think know, teeth everything. is what's like, missing yeah i think and i think part of it is we let and it's not just with being late it's everybody has an excuse for something and it's okay like like everybody who is in their 20s and 30s now they're all being told you need to save for retirement. Social security may As not we were be told. there. Save in a 401k. And yet, when every one of these people gets to 65 and they have spent all their money at the hair salon and on Camaros and Harley Davidson's and trips to Hawaii, instead of putting a little bit away here and there, and be like, well, nobody ever told me social security is going to be gone. That same mentality, I think, applies to people who are con. It's just an excuse. It's just they're late because they don't care. It's a choice they make. and There's no teeth in it, so they're late. It's it's a symbol of everything that's going on. It's what's, it's what's wrong with everything as far as um, apathy goes with with with, science, with society in general, I just there's no immediate teeth for anything, so they get away with making these excuses. And I mean, how many of these commercials do you see with busy single mom or busy single parent? I don't have time to go to the grocery store, so I have a brain implant that knows what I might want, and it orders. I mean, how far are we going to go with all this? I mean, at at some point, you have to take some responsibility for your own life, and and showing up on time, just do it. Just get there on time. This. Just, just, it irritates me when people just, it's constant excuses about everything. And the, I get it, you know, kids are hard to raise. It's difficult. There are unseen things. But, you know, but do you have to be late to every single thing because of kids? I mean, 
Okay, the first few times, I get it. They don't want to get out of bed. And I know, you know, you don't want to make your life a living hell at home while getting kids up three hours early. You just, you just want to kind of enjoy your life, and it's hard to fight it. But at the same time, that's no one else's fault. Like, okay, well, we're not going to sit here and wait for you for two hours. You know, we're going on about our lives. Or, or just, you know, don't get upset when people stop inviting you to things because you can't show up on time. Or don't be surprised when you're not scheduled for a shift because you can't get to work on time. Or if you get asked, you know, not to come back because you can't show up to work. I mean, how far do we go with all these things? And I guess maybe I'm letting too much of all this influence one thing that we're trying to stay on focus about. It just, I think tardiness is a reflection of a general apathy and it can be fixed easily. Just, you have to decide to just, just like a lot of things. And I don't think that tardiness falls into the same category and maybe it does maybe people will get upset with me saying this um the same category as like substance abuse or um even overeating like i think those things have to do with other things that a person has a lot like smoking addictions that you that are hard to get out of i think it's easy to correct tardiness like that was actually one of the analogies brought up in one of the conversations or papers or essays i read was it's like telling someone with a uh, obesity problem just stop eating Mm, i don't think so i think there are different things i think there are different um oh my dog's upset can you hear him (laughs) somebody's late (laughs) he knows it um i don't i disagree now maybe a scientist could correct me and he, he or she and a behavioral therapist could show where I'm wrong on that. I just don't think, I don't think so. I don't, there's not a, it's not a reward pathway thing like obesity and overeating or substance abuse or smoking or whatever. I just don't think it's the same. It's not the same ballpark even. Like it's not even a sport. Like you talk about the same ballpark. It's not even a sport. I just don't think it's the same. And you can, I don't think they're grouped together. It could just be uh, I'm blinded by my hatred for late people. I think that's a factor. <laughs> but I also think that um, I think there's a whole lot more here than we know or understand yet. I think everything you say is exactly right outside. I think your margins are off. And by that, I mean, I think a certain percentage, and I want to say it's a somewhat small percentage of the late people are right on with where you're at i think some of them though i don't hang on let me can you hear yeah it's not it's not disturbing (laughs) get up here oh now he's in the room with me the um the mailman outside i bet the mailman he's on time (laughs) the Uh, uh, i I think the um I don't know if that's it's correctable by just being told that it needs to be corrected and then they have or don't have the ability to correct it. I don't think you agree to that, right? Do you think everybody has the ability to correct their lateness? They just choose not to? I think it may be more difficult for some people. And I'm not worried. I'm that. not trying to pat an excuse because I feel like sometimes agreeing um, to an opposition of thing is like getting a pass to a the, thing. By no means, it, you're late. You're late. With the exception of people who are not um, 100% mentally there, I think everyone could correct it easily. No, I agree with you until you said that. I think it can. Yes, be I'll go with that. I think it's going to be really, really difficult for some people because I think it's mm. it's a lot of different things because Fine. I think it's different things for different people. I'm going to have to see some examples. from. People I think the combination of the inability to assess time with the ability to keep 
up with time. I think okay. that I don't know how you okay, well, even, how you fix okay. it. I'm not saying you can't fix it. I just don't know how you okay, do. Okay, well it's. I just, but just okay, saying you're fired. You're I don't get, think that's the answer because I think we've already been there. No, no, but they're gonna have. To, we have had people at our workplace for years. We couldn't get there on time. Like I never sat in on any of the conversations, but I don't understand what is so hard about it. Now it's one thing if you have to be at work at seven a.m. You. The only child care that you can afford is X child care, and they don't open until 645, and that's a 20-minute drive. Math is getting in your way. that place, in perfect traffic. Yes, that's understandable. I get it. Now, some people would say, well, I have kids, and I can get to work on time. That's true, but maybe your child care place is closer, or it has better hours, or you can afford a more expensive place that's open. I get that. When you physically have nothing else to do, other than get up, get yourself ready, maybe get someone else ready, and then be at work. And the the physical distance between your home and the parking lot where you work hasn't changed in 15 years. And you can't figure out how, with modern technology or just normalness how long it takes to drive your car <clears throat> from that place to where you work or walk or ride the subway or whatever. I, I refuse to believe that can't be corrected. Now, my commute to work has changed drastically over the last 15 years. Well, I shouldn't say drastically. Used to, I could get there in 20 minutes. Now it's taken more and more because um, I go from one community to another and the, the rural areas outside of each community are growing. So there's more traffic. So I have to give myself more time. Now, I get that. If that like, But I'm not talking about being time warped from the past to the future. And now it takes more time. I just... I. When there are no other factors, which is most of the time. And, and it's not the people who are habitually late. They're habitually late on every shift. That's an interesting eight, thing. To, I was going to bring that up. One o'clock, they're there at 145. Three o'clock, they're there. I think these are different groups of people, too. Because I think if it's early part of their day, you know, if it's a night shift person, it's night. You know what I mean? If it's a 7 a.m. shift and that same person is not late at another time of day. To me, these are two different issues. You have the That's the true, deadbeat thing that you're talking about that no matter what is just constant failure. But then you have the person who can pretty well manage late morning and afternoon shifts without any real trouble. That that's a different this, thing. No, this is really interesting. What I'm about to say, I mean, I'm not saying it, it doesn't go counter to what I said earlier. It's just interesting. The two of the three people, well. Yeah, two of the three people that come to mind instantly just at work who were habitually late in my lifetime, the people I knew who were over, you know, over certain jobs I've had, were also some of the more productive people at work. Now, how strange. I is know that? a perfect example of an individual. He's a professional, and I don't want to say too much for identifier reasons, but no shortage of I work think- output. It is just this is this is where I get into like this person has their life together and they just on and on and on. They don't necessarily meet Eddie's criteria. But hell or high water not going to be on time. No way. It's just not possible. I've witnessed <laughs> it for years, not months or a small segment, but years. But in terms of output mm-hmm. and the ability to stay and work, you know, kind of get into that sort of working off the clock or mm-hmm. stretching the clock or however people want to talk about that. But uh, if they were a salary person at a job and they got paid for X amount of time, they still did their X amount of time. They just shifted it and probably did even more <laughs> 
Not yeah. out of guilt, because well, I know these people. <laughs> they don't have any guilt about how they exist or their profession or whatever. But it's there is something there that I'm going to call the zombie state that sort of fuzzes into this inability to tell time and all that. Like, I think people, I think in life we live day to day and not I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 60, that idea of retirement, all that, I don't think it's all loserville that leads to that. I think that's a fraction of those people. But I think people get hung up living day to day. It's that old cliche. I've got two kids, and I find myself hating to sound cliche, so oftentimes I don't post or say this at another, but you will have a child, and then time will go by, and it's the most mind-blowing thing when you're like, I cannot believe they're about to turn 10 or 20 or whatever. It, I know it sounds so goobery, so I'm trying not to bang on it too much, but it is bizarre how chunks of your life can go by, and you haven't been living some lush life or, you know, a terrible person in life. But that same thing, I think, fuzzes over into this ability to realize right. it takes this long to get to work. It takes this much. You know, there might be traffic. It's snowing today. I need to do the windshield. You know, all those things that for someone like yourself or my father-in-law, who, who is never late, just refuse to be late for any kind of thing. You guys, I don't think, have the ability to see through the same set of glasses that these people do. And I'm... I, it's not an excuse. It's just more like, it'd be like me and you both nearsighted. No it's me and you both nearsighted. And it'd be like trying to explain to someone who's had perfect vision their entire life what that's like. They're like, I, you know, they just, I, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? You can't read. You can't see over there. They have no way of knowing how to relate to that. I just have to disagree. I just think it's a choice. Just like I agree with you that that is my... true. I just don't think it's where disagreement is actually on the swath of numbers. I'm not saying people are total losers because of it. I'm just saying I don't buy any of their excuses. I just don't. I'm not one that accepts excuses for anything, really, on a lot of things. So that's why I'm so harsh on this. I just think it's easily remedied. And you can say it's not easily remedied, but I think it is because facts don't change. X and Y and Z don't change. You have to be there at this time. It takes this long to get there. But but back to what I was saying about the people who are really productive when they do finally get to work. Not only are they productive, but they're great at it. Like they can read between the lines. They have good reasoning skills. They know when to do certain things to prevent other things from happening, to 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 prevent problems in the future. They know that, okay, I need to get this done. They manage their time at work excellent. If I don't get this done now, it's going to be too busy for me to do it later, so I do it now. Well, this has to be done by Wednesday. Since we're short two people today, it's only Monday. I'll have to do these things, so therefore we're in better shape tomorrow and tomorrow. They can do all those complex things in their mind and, and at work, and they perform excellently. They're great with, with customers, with other professionals, yet... They can't get there on time. I think it's just because they don't have to get there on time. So they just don't. The answer to this would be teeth. I think they know. Teeth would prove. But yeah. I think you, our, mine and your prediction, what's on the other side of the teeth equation, I think it's going to be different numbers. I think there are people that it's, it's not going to make any difference. Just like the parent example, like they, they're not like that though. Like, they are to an extent, but they're not even as 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 read between the lines as my coworkers are at life in general. Like so, you know, maybe they don't have the ability. I don't know. Like I think maybe to them it's more of they don't have the mental ability to understand how they're affecting people downstream by being late all the time. Um, I think so, that's true. For I don't, I don't think know. some people 
Not that they can't understand, like they're cognitively impaired. But again, I think this is sort of living day to day and some sort of fog thing. I don't think some people have the ability to see the impact of their life to others. And that might actually stem from something even deeper. Yeah, and and the whole kids excuse thing wears me out too. I'm not I'm not saying that you should prioritize this over that. I'm just saying it's a fact of priorities. Like you choose to live your life this way and you're and you're you're either not going to do X, Y, or Z because of kids because you choose to do this instead. It's it makes you happier, it makes you live a better life by not worrying about getting to the softball game on time as much as it does you you have a happier life not fighting about getting everybody ready early and the stress that goes through that is more it's more enjoyable life to live life that way and then just be a few minutes late to the softball game than it would be to freak out panic yell at everybody get ready and everybody's miserable because you're yelling at them to get ready and then just the reward is you're actually at the softball game on time that's right. not much of a reward to some right. people Exactly. That's I'm just saying it is fixable. It's just we choose not to because consequences. We, you choose which yes, you choose which positive you want and which negative you want and go with that and live your life that way. And I and to tie it into general generalities I was speaking of earlier I just don't want to hear an excuse later that it's not your fault, like like saying saving for retirement or whatever, just, just since we're talking about generalities. No, you chose to do this and that, and now you don't have savings in, in retirement because you chose to live this way. And I'm not saying that your life would have been better if you would have saved because, you know, you enjoyed your youthful years, you know. I don't have any people that I know of very well, or especially my relatives who saved good for retirement. Their later years were full of poverty and, uh, you know, needing, and they, let, they relied on others. But their younger life, they really enjoyed it. And they were happy. Their kids were happy. They went on vacations. They, you know, had things within their budget they could afford, and they enjoyed life at a young... I'm not saying which is better. I'm just saying one thing happens because another thing happens. So just be prepared. If there's nobody to take care of you when you're older and you haven't saved, um, it's it's because you haven't saved. I mean, it's not the government's fault that they, you know, you're, we're all knowing. And I don't mean to get on tangents about other things that don't relate to being on time and tardy. I just, I'm just telling you why I don't like excuses. Because I think that it you can, there are a lot of choices and you could live your way, your life a different way. You just choose you just choose the negatives and positives as you want in your life. And maybe some people are a little too um, instant instant gratification or what's the opposite of gratification? I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? They don't want that negative now. It's so they just the idea of, yeah, put delayed gratification. So that's often called. Yeah. And, and so I think, I think that's why. Now, you know, I think and maybe that's all we wanted to get into today. I don't know. I would like to put all of that. It would be interesting just to put all of that to the side, all my little hangups I have with this and just look at people who have some type of, I don't want to call it a disorder, but whatever you want to call it, because everything's got to be politically correct, who, who can't do it because of their inability to judge time. That's really interesting. Like I would like to just look at that and I have to go through all these um, exception discussions like, well, 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 we could well ourselves to death on it. Um, I don't mean to sound irritated. No, 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 no. Or agitated. It's, it's, it's something just, you care uh, about. Like, 
Yeah, and because I just don't like the excuses of being late all the time because it affects me greatly. I don't have a lot of overlap in my in my job. So anyway, let me ask you uh, this general question. But do you think yeah. people, grownups, do you think they are capable of change? This is not yeah, to do with tardiness. I, this this is what right, made me think this. General, yeah, I had this discussion with some friends in the last couple of days. I go back and forth on it. It's tough because that's a very. Um, I don't know if ambiguous is the correct word. It's a very, um, you can change. I think change is difficult, um, but you can do it. But then again, I mean, I do see people who are different from what I thought, but also I see people who are who you thought they were. Even when we were 15, it's the same person. Of course, everybody grows up and gets mature, but so you're talking about somebody who's Yeah, I don't mean changing from their youth. I mean like a 25 or 35-year-old as X, whether it's a late person, uh, out-of-shape person, or an in-shape person. That's, you know, are you able to – mostly I'm talking about for the better. Are you able to quit habits and this – obviously we believe the answer is yes, but I don't know about that. I think yes, but I don't know how permanent it would be. It would take – it's better to learn good behavior than to change bad behavior. So I think, uh, I think they can, but it can be great work. And I know you're going to try to use that against me, like as um, or not you, but people would say, "Well, now you're 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 um, contradicting yourself." It just seems so easy to set a damn alarm and get up and go, you know, or don't stay up watching, uh, not Jay Leno, uh, something like that, uh, Jimmy Fallon. Yeah, like watching Fallon. Or YouTube, mm, you know, just, just the hours and hours people spend on that. Yeah, I love YouTube. Don't get me wrong. I just I watch the crud out of it. I watch more YouTube than I I, I have myself. Anything. I, I don't know if it's a positive or a negative. I would think uh, you have told me it many times. The uh, ADD hopping from one thing to the other can be a negative, but in the positive, I don't usually get stuck in many things for once because I just somehow right. lose interest and move on to another thing. I think you can change, but I mean, how many people do you know who have lost weight and well, I say they were really big at 30, 35. I think it depends on who they are. I mean, if we want to get into a science dive with this, let's, I don't want to pick on you because that doesn't sound right. You're a friend of mine, but let's use you as an example. You, well, I'm not getting into numbers because that's not nobody's business, but like everybody, I think, could consider themselves skinny, middle. Or bigger as a child and then as an adult you choose any of those words you want what i guess what i'm getting at is before you make any comments so your i want your medical opinion of this i think people who started out middle or skinny and then got heavy later their curve to change that is a different curve than the guy or gal who was big as a child and then big as a teen, and then yeah. big as an adult. Those are two different, if we want to call them overweight adults, those are two different people to me. And changing yeah. the one who came from the big, 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 and it lasting, like you're talking about lasting being the end point of this, and that's not necessarily what I'm getting at, like weight as an end point, but I mean habits in life in general. But if we were to use that one versus the one who had the leaner side of life and then out of lush or metabolism change or whatever did this other thing, I think that person has an easier road to go than the other person. No, I think so too. Just like I think it's harder for people who um who were brought up in poverty to understand how to manage money, to to be not does that no example of, of that is way more difficult. 
Although I, I think the, also I, I was going to say the exact same because they never worried about it. That never factored into right. an um, internal accounting system. It's like the middle is the worst of both. Like either poverty will make you want to not be. Um, in, or in some apathetic thing where you're like, that's just what it's going to be. I'm going to set it all yeah, on fire today because yeah. it ain't going to be no tomorrow. And then, and then rich people are so like, it'll never end. Super wealthy people are so wealthy that it doesn't matter if they make bad decisions. They have so much money that they can recover from it. Whereas middle people, like if you were raised at upper middle class and you weren't ever shown, okay, you need to do this. This is why we're not poor. This is why we don't have it. Whereas you were just given everything and then kind of just expect it. And then you get out. So you go to college and you get a degree in um, bed weaving and you get out and you can't find a job weaving beds and you don't know why you're not making any money. It's like, well, you know, or, you know, you just, you didn't save or you don't save or on and on and on and on. Both can be the same. Like that and losing weight. I think the bed weaving thing, the being late and the not saving are all related. I don't know a good scientific term to put on this. So I'm kind of putting this into this, this, you're a fog, you're a zombie kind of thing where like, how does one get to a point of collegiate decisions and not look past, like, uh, what's employment options? Like, that had to have crossed some threshold, but I don't think it does. I just think, the reason why I think that being punctual is different is because you just, all you have to do is do it. Like, there's no, there's no dependence on being late. I just, you can choose whether you want to be known as being late or no, or as being on time. I'm not obsessed with it. I'm, I'm no, no, no. I would not put you in that or whatever. Either. I just, I choose to not be late. Like I will go through some little bit of pains of saying, Hey, all right, babe, talking to my wife or if my brother and sister are here or whoever, like we got to be so-and-so at a certain time. So let's go put your phone down. Let's get ready. I'll be the butthole. And say stuff like, look, you getting, are you going to get ready? Well, do you want to go? Um, do you want to go eat at the restaurant before it's busy? Do you want to do all the, because you got to start getting ready now. Let's go. Let's do this. Like, do you want to go see the movie at five o'clock? Well, if it takes you two hours to get ready, it's three fifteen, So we're already behind. Let's, let's do our, do we want to go later? It's like, I will do those things. Like if I have to ride a train, like there's a train ride we want to do up in the mountains, I will be, the train leaves at so-and-so o'clock, so we need to leave out of the house. I don't want to be doing donuts in the parking lot so we can run to the ticket counter to get on that. Like, well, I want to be there, so let's, let's do, I will suffer on the front end to, um, I will suffer on the front end to enjoy relaxing on the back end, if oh, that yeah. makes sense. Whereas I think too many people don't want to put in the suffrage on the front end and then on the back end, they don't get why they're suffering. Like, I, I, what is the word I'm looking for? I, um, I guess learned, um, learned early on that there's a certain amount of sacrifice that you have to do on the front end of anything to enjoy things on the back end. And I tell, I try to tell my little brother and all other people like that. Like, and it may be this in, this is just how I kind of look at it. I feel like, you have to put in almost twice as much pain to get, you have to put in two pains to get one pleasure. Like, and maybe it's not that extreme, but you have to put in more pain than you get out of I think that frustrates like, the well, world is thinking things are equitable and they're just not. 
Right. You if so if you put in only a lot so if you put in a little bit of pain in the front, you're only going to get a little bit of pleasure in the end. Whereas if you put in a lot of pain up front, you're going to get a lot more pain on the end. Now it's never it's not fair. It sucks. That's just how it is. Um, but I think that goes to everything. And I think if I, I mean I would have to read some studies and talk to some professionals and be shown some dopamine pathway stuff and to believe that being habitually late is equitable to being addicted to cigarettes. I just I, I just think that's a, a poor analogy, a one which I would use because you're looking for this reward now versus reward later. I I don't know another analogy to use. It's just one thing I will throw back to is the two kids now adults that are heavy. This is how I look at this. They're both overweight. The ability to quote get fit is not the same for each one. I I think it's harder for some people to be on time than others. I'm not this, this yeah, and this that's, is a, that's I, I don't statement. I, I, just maybe you're right. Excuses I just can't see it. I just don't, don't give a pass. It. I think somebody's kind of bashed you with that. I I'll just like again, kind of the scientific. Let's just look at all this stuff. Not like a value or a, a feel good about anything, but just look at numbers and data, and that is that that some people have a coefficient of friction to getting ready. Whether that is themselves, whether they're aware of it, or whether they are just, like you said, enjoying taking their time, and then they're going to have to pay for this on the back end. I don't know that it's always uh, in their prefrontal cortex. Like, I don't know that they actually en- understand what they're doing on the front end. I don't know one thing. If anybody from my current work ever listens to this, I can't be like two seconds late for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> They're gonna be putting the teeth to you. Like, see, he just proved that he don't get. No, you you value <laughs> the the timeliness of nature, and I think it probably shows all the way around. I am not far from that, but because I don't want to be put into the sniper's crosshairs, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna pound the pulpit on that. Not because I'm giving a pass to people, but because. I don't but think of hard be. rule. I, I mean, we came as a country and a culture. We came from a very strict culture in some ways of don't do this. Don't, 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 don'ts. It, it, those things didn't exist. It wasn't like they didn't exist then because the people had don'ts. Things still happened. Right. Th- those don'ts and we, teeth to things help, but they aren't the end all be all of things, which is what made me want to like dive into this and be like, is there something more here? I think there is. Well, people, though, and I also don't want people to think who are late a little bit all the time. I just hate Oh, I don't think they do. Your existence will be. You're not not a hateful person. And also, I don't want to. And you you may not value being on time as much as as I and the father-in-law. I'm not saying you don't value it. You just don't. I do. It's just a different window. Like I was saying earlier about that five to ten. I start feeling really uncomfortable if I'm 30 minutes early. It's so bizarre. Exactly. Exactly, and I understand that. But what I want to say is, people who are falling to your group, which is probably the majority of people, I know if I if let's let's just magically say you lived in Pittsburgh and I lived in Washington D.C. and I have no idea how far apart they are. I'm going to wildly guess four hours. If you told me you were coming from Pittsburgh to meet me in D.C. at my house, or we were going to meet at the Lincoln Memorial or whatever it's called at three o'clock. And I go down there, you know, 
about 2.30 because I don't know how long it takes to walk. I get to the memorial about 2.45 and either we're sharing our location or I text you like, hey, where are you at? No rush. I'm here. You know. <laughs> Sorry. I'll be here I just for the next, Four hours, next, 18 minutes. Nick. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, well, I guess I do have a good, I kind of measured it in my head. And anyway, um, I know at 2.45, I'm not going to text you or look at your location and you're still in Pittsburgh. I know people who are that way. A dear friend of mine my whole life. I would not be surprised if that happened. Like, it's been three hours. Like, he's supposed to be here in a few minutes, hasn't even left the house. And the whole trip. Now, that person I want to dissect. Not only that, they haven't, that that person hadn't even told you they're running late. That's my parents. And that's this one dear friend of mine who I love to death, who's been my best friend since we were little kids. So let's look at him, not your parents, because I think that's too close. Um, What do you think's going on there? He clearly, it's not that he doesn't respect uh, you. No, but I think he just doesn't care. I think you don't think it's a big deal. Like he doesn't. But he's not so yeah, dumb well, that I he mean, can't understand that. Like if we put into a conversation like, hey, what do you think if I uh, just show up three hours late to when I told Eddie I'd meet him? What do you think his response would be to that? Eh, it's probably, probably not cool. Uh, Something like that. I th- yeah, I think he would know that I would forgive him. And we're not going to not do what I said because of it. But he would just get through with the... Because there's been times he didn't even show up to anything. Like, it just, hey, we're going to do this. Yeah, okay. And you keep, okay, where are you at? It's supposed to have been here by now. Yeah, okay. Hasn't even let... And then just... Now, is it that way to work? Up. Like, That'd I don't a good know. question. I think he should be our next guest. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, all the jobs are... <laughs> hey, we got you on here to tear you apart. Are you ready? <laughs> I don't remember him ever being in trouble for... Uh, from not being on time. So, and he was a, he was a, uh, well, I don't want to say what he was because yeah. I want people still to wonder if they're talking about them or not. <laughs> you know, everybody who is my friend since childhood now, which I strangely have a lot of friends like from elementary school still. We're still very close, at least 10, 10 or so of us who have known each other at least from high, middle school, high school, or elementary school. It's very difficult to so do with the y'all. situation you and I are in geographically, meaning yeah. we're not still within rock oh, yeah, we, of our original right. situation. Right. Of course, and Facebook. Oh, yeah. Like you're right you're next door. Closer right. than you are. But we do kind of make an appointment. One of my best friends from school, and we weren't really good friends until high school. Um, I, I think he has a, I don't know how old his kid is, but he has a kid who can walk and probably talk who I've never met. But I feel like I just saw him last mm-hmm. week, you know, but I was just thinking, like, you know, I've never even met. And maybe they even have three kids now. I don't, you know what hmm. I mean? But I feel like I just saw them. I drive by their house from time to time when I go back home and like, Hey, I should stop in and see them. But I don't know. But anyway, I, I just think that maybe I just think they know that's why I'm just, and like I say, every opinion I have on anything, I always just base on personal experience. And I try to throw science in there and not just be somebody who doesn't take things into account. But those are the examples of people I know who I think of as habitually late, the people at work and then my friends like that. And I just know they just didn't care because there was no reason to care. Like they, there was no, like what, what negatives or benefits did they get out of being later on time? They didn't care enough about being known as the one who's unreliable and late constantly. And they didn't get any benefits out of, you know, I wouldn't call them any less because of that, I guess. Um, or we wouldn't hang out much less. I don't know. I just think they just, there, like you said, there's no teeth, or there's it doesn't affect their life negatively enough to where they care enough to not be rude. The flip of this, I don't think the small group of people that are never late, I don't think teeth have anything to do with their situation. It's their own world they live in. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of that too. Like, where they people have no idea what they're doing. No, and I mean that. Like, like, I'm talking about the that. people on time. Like, they're they're not oh. going to be more or less on time based on any sort of teeth reward. That is just in their programming. Period. You know what's funny is talking about the parents how they're habitually late. If we do say we're going to be there about one thirty and we're not there at one fifteen. Phone call. Phone, where y'all at now? Y'all are just now there. Well, it's like, well, that only puts us there at two o'clock instead of one thirty, and we said about mm. one thirty. But yet, boy, they're supposed to be at my house at three, and they're still at their. They're still pulling out of their driveway at three, and it's about a three hour drive from their house to ours. No big deal. Isn't that weird? I Isn't find this weird? to be of great strain amongst. I'll exclude workplace. We beat the heck out of that. I find this to be a great yeah. strain amongst families. And I'm sure at some point in time, I probably was this strain. I, I'm not three-hour guy, but because there are people who might be in control of the situation, timing or whatever, who are more OCD, every minute is a slap in the face to them. But I mean, I just know of just <laughs> as we all do so many friends and families and know of their families and know there are just some people that I, I could go into examples and I don't because I don't want to get into too many identifier things, but it is astronomically out of proportion their ability to pack up and go somewhere would set your hair on fire mm. yep well, the wife and i will have things ready the day before because we just want to get up and have our coffee and load the car and go whereas that's, that's awesome that you guys are on the same page lines. because that could be a huge right. source of friction it, and sometimes it is because we're both, but the problem is we're both that way. And sometimes we perceive the other one not caring as much when it's one parent versus right. the other. Whereas it's just a relative thing. Better at judging. One of us is just anxious and the other one can judge time more um, accurately or precisely, whichever one's correct. We talked about this the other accurate day. Accurate is to the bullseye. Pre- precise is just groupings. Is the, right. It's a, it's a consistency, over, it's, yeah. even if it's off the bullseye. So I could say that the habitual laters are precise. They're just not accurate. I would say I am precise. <laughs> I am not always accurate. The- <clears throat> but it can be a source of friction because they can feel like, oh, I'm not hurrying. But yet, I always get that smile when we're pulling into um, her parents' house and it's three minutes before we're supposed to have been there. And she's been upset the whole time that I wasn't getting ready for this. Now, three minutes is not a big smile. deal. Like, I hate but you. I have to take this moment to plug in. In a family situation where you're the host and you say, we are, everybody's meeting, not even eating, because that implies a whole different thing. People want to get there before they eat. But everybody is showing up at two o'clock. It is not acceptable to show up at 1230. Unless someone said it. Yeah, but just that that part right now, like everybody's coming at two o'clock because we're. we're, Oh, 1230. Because we're doing a supper. Like we're so lunch is on you or whatever, maybe eat lunch in your the town that you're coming from or to whatever, depending on your commute. But we're planning a family supper or a supper time function or whatever you want to call the last meal of the day. Let's not get lost in all that. The uh, two o'clock is when roundabout everybody's showing up or, or just say two o'clock. Let's not get into that. Twelve thirty is not acceptable because yes. you know what? We might still be cleaning the floors. Or this or that, because this is where I have would have never seen this at some point in my life until it's a family situation where I'm like, yes, you can be too early. 
that that's not acceptable because things aren't really ready to go or 10 o'clock or something bizarre that's like no and if you wanted to do that that's fine just say hey we're going to yeah. come in at 10 just because of blah, 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 blah. okay that's fine so now we're going to shift everything that was going to happen to much earlier in the day and that doesn't matter whether this function is a two o'clock meeting time at 10 a.m what i'm saying is Outside of maybe a 30-minute window of earliness to maybe an hour, it is unacceptable to be more than an hour early because there's things that are going on in a home or in some sort of like group yeah. uh, plan. We're all going to go shoot together. Well, I may not even have all the guns put together or cleaned or whatever. And now you, I feel like I got to entertain you or get you something to drink or uh, have you had a yeah. snack when I should be dealing with the gun. You know what I mean? Like, you think mm-hmm. you're getting brownie points, even if it's not with you, just in, in your own head. You, you're actually making things worse. You are now as bad as a late person. I will never yeah. be able to get that through oh. those people's heads, though. I don't think it no. competes. But you also, you could all, but there's also a but to that. I know I say I don't want to run by exception. I'm one of the people who, if you show up early, I like, you can show up early, even if it's two hours, as long as I'm not like naked. And And that's what I mean is metaphorically naked. Like you're not ready to see people is what I mean by that. Like you got, like if you're cleaning the house, you don't want to be sweeping and vacuuming around your guests. Right. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. I'm not also not going to feel guilty because I'm not going to, I told you to be here at a certain time. So either you're going to help me get ready for the party. Or I'm not, I mean, I'm going to be doing stuff and I won't be irritated at you for being early. I'm just not that way, but I'm also not going to feel guilty because I'm not going to be entertaining you. Like I'm going to be doing the other stuff. As long as you're cool with that and you just want to sit there and watch TV or I have a lot of get togethers at my house in the summertime. I have, I like to do a lot of smoking, um, on, on like a cooker. <laughs> not like, well, actually, like Bring some cigarettes. Marlboros. Um, so a lot of my cooks and things take forever. So yeah, I mean, come on, like, but I'm not going to be sitting back in the pool with a beer for a couple hours because I got to get everything prepped and started. And if you want to be a part of that, or if you just want to show up and enjoy the sun early in the morning and not worry about my, me entertaining you, that's fine. Or even it's winter time, whatever. I don't mind the earliness. Just know, I will. I'm not going to ignore you, but I'm I'm going to still do what I need to do. And I may say, now that you're here early, hey. Come in here and help me with these ribs. Like I don't want to touch all this stuff. Instead of having to put on, take off gloves constantly, you're now going to be my gopher because you are here. So, yeah, I get it. Where, where, and may I don't know. I, I can see where if it depending on what kind of person showed up early, I would be irritated at them if they were unwilling to help out, or if they were going to kind of be like snotty because I wasn't paying them attention. Which I do know someone who is that way. See, this um, just does not go well now. Then then don't come early. It's like, now, if you're okay with being ignored and or you want to help or, you know, now it'd be one thing if like, I'm not saying, well, I won't use that example because people be like, we must do that. Like if you did not want people to show up because something was going on at your house the day before and you did not want them people to know, that would I be I have to clean up the meth lab before anybody else is allowed right. to come in. Right. What you got in the beaker? Don't want the parents, <sighs> you're not supposed to be here. I want the parents to- <laughs> Don't want the parents to know about the orgy we had the night before Gosh. with the neighbors, you know. <laughs> uh, spray out the uh, pesticide. I wonder how often that actually happens. I wonder if that's a real I just, I'd, just like, I'd rather not be part of that investigation. <laughs> that that's you you earned that. You showed up too early. You you walked into something right there. I don't I don't know if I would put orgies on mm. the same 
category as cow tipping, but I'm not sure that it's a it's mm. a real thing either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. This is a house <laughs> that beef built, but I don't know. I'm don't know. I'm not sure. I, I yeah. You just close the book. I don't I don't know where to give my playbook is gone. <laughs> I, I lost the ability to speak. My take home message <laughs> for this take. thing would be. I don't think that it's as easy as it looks for everybody. And that's not making it okay. Because if you have some sort of iniquity that is a problem, at least for that person, but surely when it affects everybody else, you need to address that. And if addressing that is going to be more than just teeth and like, well, let's look at your night before prep. Let's look at how far you're away. What route are you taking? Like whether that's, you know, you or me or the person beside these people or just them. I don't know, maybe this is some sort of way that I want to get into everybody's head in the world. And that is, dude, does everybody look at their self? Do you ever look at, whether that's being late or how you talk or how you sound or how you look, did you brush your teeth before you left the house? Did you comb your hair, real and metaphorically? Because I don't know that everybody's aware of being aware. I don't think everybody's aware of the whole space-time continuum. I know that sounds like an excuse, but I I just don't think they are, for whatever reason. I don't think they are. I don't think they are either, and I think they need to be in all aspects of life. It helps. Whether it's driving down the road or getting to work on time or placing an order at Chick-fil-A or picking up your dry cleaning. Just be aware of how your actions affect others, because they do. We're all part of the same thing we call society. You cannot be removed. If you you can't change your ways enough, just at least try not to be a pain in the rear to other people. Reduce friction. And with that said, I'm going to be... Late to something if I don't get off here. Well, till next time. Nice talking to you. Later. Have a good one. Seen a bunch of run down New Horse towns where the church is the backbone loves and the pastor.